0: Everybody. Welcome back to the Sideline Podcast. Um, today's episode, i um, not going to have a guest. Uh, I just kind of wanted to do an episode or talk about, um, a little bit about the NFL, and I really wanted to get on here to talk about my Chicago Bears for this upcoming season. I am a Chicago Bears fan, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I have other episodes on here. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately with different football coaches, um, mainly high school coaches. And so I do have some that will be coming out once or twice a week. I still have some that I recorded and not released yet, but this one I kind of want to get on and just be me. Um, So please go check out the YouTube channel, trying to get that growing. Uh, Please continue to listen to the podcast. Um, Please send some constructive criticism. Uh, You know, any advice, any tips. If you want to be on the podcast, let me know. Um, If you guys, any coaches out there. I uh, want to get out there and do a presentation. If you're a defensive coach and want to get out there and, uh, you know, draw up what kind of defense you guys do, how do you stop the spread? How do you stop the wing tee? Um, maybe you want to talk about how to stop RPOs. We can make it work. Um, if you're an offense and you want to show how you guys, maybe run up how you guys run your air raid or your spread or your pistol wing T, or your under center wing T, your veer options, anything. I'm all for it. i um, continuing to grow and learn myself. Um, so anytime you guys want to talk ball, if you guys even want to get on, send me a message and say, hey, you know, let's talk about the NBA, let's talk about, you know, how LeBron James isn't the GOAT. I don't care. Um, so if you guys want to do that, let me know. Um to start this one off, there's been you know, I haven't done really an episode by myself besides talking about a couple football stuff. Um, but as we all know, the the world is still a little crazy. Um, You know, in Illinois, we still have football for high school in the spring. And then, you know, as we move up, you've seen where college football, a ton of conferences have pushed to the spring. The only Power 5 schools that are playing right now is the SEC, the ACC, and the Pac-12, and then the Big Ten and the Pac-12, or excuse me, um, the SEC, the Big Twelve, and the ACC are playing, and then the Pac-12 and the Big Ten have decided to move to the spring. Uh, but as of lately, you're starting to see where um, football coaches in the Big Ten and you know, a couple people are saying, you know how they were never really given a reason, or you know they just kind of got told, "Hey, we're not playing." You know there was no, "Hey, let's try to play." You know, let's talk to the SEC and the Big Twelve and the ACC and see how they're doing things. Can we not implement what they're doing to try to play? You know, and, you know, the Big Ten, I guess they're starting to complain a lot how there's no leadership. Um, I know today on September 10th um, when I'm recording this, um, you know, like Coach Ryan Day for House, they just came out and said, you know, he has no idea. They have never gotten any guidance or clearance from the Big Ten as to why they're not playing, as to why they can't go try to play. Um, you know, they try to do everything that was told to them to stay safe and they're getting told they can't play you got parents, you know, fighting for their kids to play, even though the kids are, you know, technically adults. They're still saying, we'll sign whatever, we'll do whatever to get them to play. Um, And when parents are calling saying, why can't they play? And when a coach doesn't have that answer, that's a problem. It's a big problem. Um, You know, I'm not naive to what's going on. You know, we all know that, um, you know, this COVID thing is very serious. um, And I'm not going to try to... You know, say too much, you know, or try to get anything political, but, you know, from the outside looking in, it is kind of strange how, you know, in my opinion, because I'm very simple, you know, I, you know, someone please correct me when I say this, you know, it's kind of funny how you have, from my understanding, you know, each conference, you know, you have your sports medicine doctors and your doctors and people that you report to, you know, your Big Tens and your SECs and stuff. If your SEC doctors your Big 12 doctors and your ACC doctors and that organizations and everything, if they're looking at the same data, how can they come to the determination that if you do X, Y, and Z, you can play, then the Big 10 and the Pac-12 say, well, our guys say this and that. Well, then it got reported that those doctors didn't say this and that, and then it got reported, uh, you know, that Big 10 schools reported that, their kids who did test positive were showing this sign of symptoms or doing this or doing that, and then it got reported. They never once said that. They never reported it to the Big Ten commissioner. So I don't know what's going on. In my opinion, it's a dumpster fire. You know, um, I'm not sitting here saying that they should play. I don't really know. But, you know, if you can go about it safely and all the other guys can go play, why not go play? Why not try? Um, maybe have no fans, maybe limited. I don't know. I know the University of Illinois, who I'm a fan of and grew up by, they were talking about, I think, maybe 10,000 at the most. Maybe it was less than that. Um, but they'd have everybody spread out unless you were a family. Um, you're going to have to say if there was going to be no tailgating or anything, limited concessions, only limited bathrooms and everything else. They're going to do everything as safe as they could. You have to wear a mask. there would be hand sanitizer on site. Um, they have extra cleaners. So it was just, you know, things were going to be done safely as the best they could. Uh, So I'm not really sure, you know, I understand. Again, I'm not trying to be naive. I'm not trying to, you know, push things the wrong way. And, you know, they can't just come out and say, you know, COVID and, you know, say that when you've got other people playing. So I just don't know what is being told, what's being seen, what's being said. Um, It is kind of you know, a dumpster fire, in my opinion, when all those other reports are starting to come out with the Big Ten and, you know, the Pac-12s kind of stay quiet. I think they're going to stick to their guns because now the Big Ten's even talking about coming back and playing in October. But now you're going to have the situation of you try to come back and play in October when everybody else, you know, college football already happened. We already had a couple games. But when you've got the Big 12, SEC, and the ACC going to play this weekend and you're the Big Ten and you try to come back in October – you think those three Power Fives are going to wait for you for the college football playoff or some type of whatever? I, I don't think so. So it's going to be it's going to be strange. Um, so that's kind of my take. And then you know the high school world. Um, Michigan decided to change; they were going to play in the spring for high school. They've changed their mind and say we're going to play in the fall. So I know now here in Illinois we're fighting to say you know we, we want to try to play in the fall. I don't think it's going to happen. So far it's going to be the spring. Um, you know, a lot of coaches saying, if you make the decision here within a week, we'll be ready in you know, three weeks, you know, and we'll play a seven game. We usually play nine game season. We'll play seven games. We'll try to do a two or three round playoff. Just push basketball back a little bit, um, which, you know, every sport gets pushed back. We try to get them as much games as they can. Um, that's a big issue right now. Um, Major League Baseball still been going on. You know, I still think there's some players out there testing positive, but you're not hearing as big news about it. So I think that's starting to get a little bit under control. Um, Hockey's been in their playoffs. They're going for their uh, championship. Uh, NFL starting tonight. You got Houston Texans playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think it should be a good game. You know, I know Houston, you know, they're hit or miss. They're either really, really good. They play really, really well. Or they don't play well. They don't show up. Kansas City is Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but it's going to be a good game. Finally, glad that you're gonna, we're going to get some NFL back. My big fear as we start talking here about the NFL is that, you know, my fear, you know, I t- I wanted to talk about it before, and I've said it before on a different episode of on my podcast here, um, I don't know how they're going to get a full season in. I'm very afraid of how that's going to work. You know, the NBA is able to do it right now where they're in a bubble. I don't know in football for the NFL how you're going to get in a bubble. I said it before, my, my quick answer is maybe you take the NFC, split it into two, maybe the NFC gold, the NFC silver, or whatever you want to call it, and you send them to one location. And I think it has to be indoors because of the grass field type stuff, so it has to be turf. So you've got Dallas, you've got the Vikings. You know Those might be two locations that you send those teams to. They're in a bubble, they stay in a hotel, that's where they play. Uh, maybe play seven to eight games. AFC, the same thing. You to split those into two. You know, so you got four regions where they stay. But then you're going to take a major hit in scheduling. You're only going to get you know, maybe seven or eight games. Then, like, your, you know, like every, you know, like we have here in Chicago, you know, for the NFC North, they have the NFC North champions. And then you get the NFC championship game. Well, kind of the same thing. Like, maybe who wins the NFC gold, the NFC silver. Then they play for the NFC, you know, championship. That's, like, your final four, right? especially with the AFC as well on the other side. Then you get to the Super Bowl. So they only really travel twice, three times, I guess. You travel to the location, travel to play the NFC Championship game. Then you travel to play the Super Bowl. But they take a major hit in scheduling, and I think the NFL is thinking about their money. You're seeing these guys sign huge contracts, of their money. they're not going to get their ticket sales. They're not going to get, um, you know, apparel sales at the stadium and stuff. So they're going to lose some money. So I think they're trying to play all their games so they can get the TV deals and try to get as much money as they can. Uh, so I'm really afraid that they're going to start to play and then something's going to happen and they're going to, you know, stop. And I think that's the worst thing you could do is play and stop. Um, but they're going to go for it, and I hope they get a full season in. I hope we get some decent football. I know people are skeptical with this college football about to happen. Are we going to get actually good football? Is it, it would be weird without the fans. Um, I caught some of the Marshall game. I got caught some of the Navy game. Um, it is very strange when there's not a lot of fans, if any fans at all. Um, you know, you can really hear the game. You can really hear the announcers over everything. So it's, it's a strange time. But, you know, I'm glad they're fighting for sports. I'm glad sports are happening. I'm glad that the NFL is going to happen in college football. I'm just, my big fear with the NFL is all the travel going to do, is try to get their 16 games in and then try to do their playoffs in Super Bowl you know, with all that travel and everything, but maybe they have a plan in place that we just don't know about, you know, and so we're going to see um, exactly how that's going to work for them, and I hope it really does. Um, So getting to the NFL, I wanted to talk about um, my Chicago Bears, Um, you know, Chicago Bears, they've been hit or miss, you know, uh, they're known for their defense. I think every year they have a pretty good defense. It's mainly been the offense, and then, you know, when we get our hopes up, they get kind of shot down. Um, the big skepticism is uh, when they drafted Mitch Trubisky all those years ago when we could have got Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. And, you know, at the time, I questioned, the, I, I try not to question so much what NFL coaches do or those guys because they know more than I do. I'm not here to tell them how to do their job. But as a fan, you know, when you're uh, from the outside looking in, you have Patrick Mahomes, I know at Texas Tech they weren't winning a lot of games, but he had a lot of starts under him. He had a good arm. He made good throws. He played an offense where he had to read a lot of things. Um, then you've got Deshaun Watson. We all know what he can do. That, you know, don't even have to talk about him, what he did in college. Then you've got Mitch Trubisky sitting there you know, in North Carolina who started one year, and that was it. Did he do good there? Yes, he did. But they must have saw something, and I said, okay, you know, I don't know why you're not picking another quarterback. Why'd you trade up for him? Um, but I have to trust what they're doing. You know, they, they're they the professionals. I'm not the professional. I'm just a high school coach. I'm just a fan. Um, so what do I know? You know, pretty much nothing. Uh, but then, you know, Mitch Kapisky's there. They don't do so hot. And then uh, there was a coaching change. And then it started to be like, okay, is Mitch Trubisky going to be the guy? And then you start – then we got Khalil Mack. Then you start to realize that the defense is a Super Bowl contender-type defense. And we weren't all shocked as Chicago fans because that's what we're used to. Uh, you know, uh, when Matt Nagy came in, it, we were all – I was so happy because you got a guy that coached under Andy Reid. Um, you got this guy that knows some offense. So you get a guy that comes in and knows some offense – Uh, and so we start to think, okay, is he the quarterback whisperer? Are we really going to get this done? Um, is it going to be a building process? Uh, and so I think, and people are going to be mad. I'm I'm kind of all over the place, but we're talking about my bears here. Um, when Matt Nagy got there that first year in 2018, we went 12 and four. I stand here to this day seeing what has happened That was one. That was probably the worst thing that could have happened. Matt Nagy's first year, and I'll get to that here in a second as to why I think that's bad. But when I start, when you start to look back at 2018, the Bears reminded me so much of the 2006 Bears, back when we had uh, Rex Grossman at quarterback. You know, Brian Urlacher was there. Levy Smith was the head coach. Went to the Super Bowl. We lost to the Indianapolis Colts to Peyton Manning. Um, That was when Devin Hester returned that kickoff. you know, and, and the reason why I say that's because these Bears back in 2018, you had a defense, a Super Bowl defense, and that defense was carrying the team. They were 12 and four. That defense carried them all year, and you had an offense that did just enough to keep you in those games and uh, you know help not screw it up. And that was exactly what it was back in 2006. You had a you an, an, a quarterback. You had a run game. You had receivers that could make plays when they needed to, um, so and then it was just excitement. I think because Matt Nagy's first year, he brought in that offense. It was very unique, a lot of funky formations, a lot of misdirections, uh, good run plays. You know, good blocking up front. Uh, injuries really didn't kill him as much. So you know, yeah, as a fan, I loved seeing him go twelve and four. I was very excited. There was a big stir about going to the Super Bowl because of the defense and if the offense could do just enough. If Trubisky could just make the simple plays, if we could get good play calling, we go to the Super Bowl. I really didn't jump on the Super Bowl bandwagon, but I thought we could get to the NFC Championship game at least. You know, because of our defense making good plays with the play calling, I thought we could be able to do something. But then, you know, the I still lose sleep over it. The donk field goal kick, and we lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it was 16-15. Uh, you know... We had him right where we needed him to from the defense. We, you know, we the offense did get down there to try to kick the field goal. And, you know, and that kind of did it. And so then the next year, last year, you know, our as a fan, uh, moving up to the suburbs, that got closer to Chicago, got to really see, you know, we we were, we didn't sit here and say Super Bowl champs, but it was up there, um, or at least getting there. And to the NFC championship game, you know, it's okay. We went 12-4 last year. You know, we're going to look at a 11-5 uh, and five season maybe this year in 2019. If they can do what they did last year, if Trubetsky could get better, the receivers can get better, the offensive line can take a step forward. Um, you know, then we got Khalil Mack and all that. The defense, you know, take a step forward to stay, you know, a Super Bowl-caliber defense will be okay. Um, we got a new defensive coordinator that year. Um, but he, you know, he called the Ravens defense. Um, Chuck Pagano, you know, he called defense. Um... Before, for the Colts, and or uh, for the Ravens, excuse me. So, I mean, he knows how to call defense, and the defense was still pretty good. It was still, you know, a Super Bowl caliber defense last year. And it, the offense was just the thing that kind of killed us. Um, and so last year, you know, we did not do what we needed to do um you know so we were 12 and 4 2018 this everything was sky high and then 2019 happens and I don't it just some people said did uh Matt Nagy forget how to call offense because the offense just wasn't doing what it needed to they were going three and out all the time it seemed like like every time they got on the field it was you know three and out three and out and our defense was on the field a ton a ton uh and so going back to my point um Going 12-4 that year, it was awful for the Bears and Bears fans. Because the expectations were so high. And when the expectations are high, especially on a team that, you know, a part of it was maybe a fluke. When you are having those expectations, it's and you, you lose a couple games, especially in Chicago where everybody loves to football, everybody wants to win. Uh you know it, especially with a young quarterback it's not good so after the season last year i was like man you know going 12 and 4 was awful i wish back in 2018 we went i don't know 9 and 7 or 10 and 6 or something because then this year we'd say okay now we just got to take the next step and you know try to have be in the playoffs and everything um you know so i mean going from 12 and 4 to 8 and 8 it just it was very rough to watch it was very you know I don't know. It was just not a fun year. I know it could have been worse, but it just wasn't a fun year. And, you know, when you look back at 2018, not saying the offense put these amazing numbers, but, man, you know, like, uh, you know, when you look at touchdowns, they had 50 touchdowns. I think that's pretty decent when you have a young quarterback and a new head coach, uh, 3,500 and some passing yards. Um, You know, they averaged, you know, they ran about 468 run plays, um, they had way more rushing touchdowns, um, the defense did really well, um, they kept teams to a low scoring number, it was just a good time to be a Bears fan back then, you know, Mitch Trubitsky back in 2018, uh, you know, he, it was a, uh, his completion percentage was only in the 60s, but I mean, it's not too bad for 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Still, like I said, he's keep he does just enough to keep him in the game back in 2018. Um, so, I mean, I can go on and on about stats. But if you're a Bears fan, you know, that's just, just what happens. You know, we had a good run game uh, and just good play calling. And then when we get to 2019, it just kind of took a down year. You know, uh, the passing yards, you know, like Mitch Trubisky, he only threw for 3,138 yards. So it goes down a few hundred yards. Um, you know, when we, when we get down here to look at, uh, the touchdowns, mm-hmm. uh, we only had, uh, 30. So we as just said, we had 50 touchdowns, which to some people, that's not a lot. Uh, but now we get down to 30 and that's not a lot. Uh, you know, eight of them were rushing touchdowns, 20 of them were passing touchdowns. Uh, one of them was a return, and one of them was defensive. It just it, everything kind of went the opposite direction. Uh, the total passing yards was three thousand two hundred ninety-one. Uh, you know, and then we went from four hundred some rushing plays down to three hundred ninety-five. So, did they need to run the ball more last year? I'm not sure. Injuries kind of played a factor. Um, then we were just weren't a consistent quarterback play. Now, I, I when you look back at the games, I don't like to question again. NFL players and NFL coaches and management, but being a fan and being a coach, it's kind of hard for me to sit here and look at it and say, okay, I can't see this. I can't tell you how many times watching the Bears where we offense come up and there might be eight in the box, seven, eight in the box. We still run the ball. Okay. You know, maybe that's just what they had to do. I don't know the situation. But it happened a lot. And so you start to wonder, did Mitch Trubisky not have the ability to audible? Did they not give him the, the this is, uh, you know, trustworthiness to do it? Are they not letting him do that? I'm not sure. I think I saw Chase Daniels when he played a few times audible. So then it's like, this is, does he not recognize that there's that in the box? Um, does he have to run the play that's called? I'm not sure. There's so many times where, you know, the box was full and they tried to run it anyway. So if that's the situation, why is he playing? If that's the situation where you can't trust him to make an audible, why is he the starting quarterback for Chicago Bears? Why is he not a backup? Just go with Chase Daniel. I thought Chase Daniel could have done a good job. He's been that for a long time. He's smart. He he can read defenses. He can audible. So from the quarterback perspective, that's what you saw, and it was just it, it was so frustrating. It was a headache every time we you know, and then. It was just so bad because he, he could do something so bad like that. And then he could come back out and make some amazing throw you've never seen. Only like a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady can make. And you're like, great. Uh, and then something would happen. You know, we don't audible to the right play. We uh, throw an interception. We fumble the ball. Something would happen. You know, I'm not really sure. Uh, and then compared to 2018, 2018, I think there was a lot more option runs. I think there was a lot more of Mitch Trubisky getting outside the pocket. I think that he was able to run the ball a little bit to keep defenses honest. You know, in the NFL, if you keep them honest, you make them worry about the quarterback a little bit, and you just make your little dink-dunk dunk throws, that's going to, you know, you know, trip down the field to keep your defense off the field and keep that Super Bowl-caliber defense fresh. You know, that's what they were doing in 2018, and they were spreading the ball around. And then it seemed like 2019, they were just so stagnant. Like, they were just focusing on one receiver, one running back. They weren't doing what they needed to do, and... Mitch Trubisky wasn't running as much. Now later on in the year, he started to. If he got outside the pocket, they did good things. Um, and then I just think you know the defense just couldn't carry him anymore last year. When they're on the field a lot, I don't care if you're Super Bowl Cowboy defense or not. I'm not trying to make excuses. They're not going to make excuses for themselves. But to stay on the field like that, you you can't carry a team like that the whole time. The whole time you can't do that. Um. So we went eight and eight last year. It was very frustrating. Um, so going into this year, you know, I'm not counting COVID, COVID changed everything, but going into the year, um, you know, we try trying to say, okay, what offensive linemen do we need? We need to, get to stay healthy, um, you know, uh, what, what kind of run game we're going to get, what kind of receivers. But I know the big question was quarterback. So we'll talk about that first. So Mitch Smitsky was still the quarterback. Chase Daniels left. So then the big, you know, Cam Newton. So then here's the other question. Cam Newton's sitting out there. Now I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan. I, there's just something about him. I don't. He won a little bit. I just, you know, I don't trust him. Some I don't know, but still, he's very athletic. He's a good quarterback. Um, he was sitting out there. Why do we not try to get him? Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Did anybody not see what he did for the Saints? Did anybody see what he did for them when Drew Brees was out? And you, as the Chicago Bears, he was a starting quarterback for the Vikings. Got injured. Now he's healthy. He did very well. For the Saints, Chicago Bears talked to him to bring him in. Then you say to him, "Well, you know, you're gonna have to compete for the starting job." Nope. Carolina Panthers did it right. They said, "You know what? We're gonna bring you on as a starting quarterback. It's your job to lose." You know, if you really want the, the Bears, you're just so bought into Trubisky's because you paid for him. It's because it you don't want to look stupid. That, to me, looks more stupid for you not to really t- tell Bridgewater, like, we're going to be going to starting quarterback. You know, you could have done that, you know, and and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's going to go to Carolina and crash and burn, and I'm sure he will. Or I am sure I don't know if he will or not. I'm not saying I'm sure he will. I apologize, Teddy Bridgewater. um I don't know if he crashes and burns. I'm sitting here and I'm wrong. If they go on and they make it to the championship game, I'm sitting here telling you you should have got him. And, you know, I, I just didn't know what was going on with that. So then it's like it's still Mitch Trubisky. Then, you know, Cam Newton's sitting out there. Tom Brady was out there. I know there was talk today. I got reported that he was going to come to the Bears. I'm not saying that was your savior, but still Tom Brady's out there. He's got experience. Um, so why not try to bring him in? Um, and then you sign Nick Foles. Now... You know, I like Nick Foles. You know, he did win the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's been around. I just don't know if that was your savior. Now, I sat there and I said, okay, it was looking like he was going to start. And, you know, I would be fine with that because he's got experience. He did win the Super Bowl. Um, So I think he could have went out there and probably have done some good things. And we were all as fans in here thinking, okay, Nick Foles is going to start. Nick Foles is going to start. Then the Bears come out and say, Mitch Trubisky is going to start. And here's where some of my problems come in. Okay, they said in practice he looks great. I guess he looks better than he has ever had. He's super focused. He's ready to go. So he's beating Nick Foles out for the job. Fine. But here's my problem. You are an NFL player, a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. I know it's not the New England Patriots. I know it's not like the Green Bay Packers. But the Bears is one of the oldest franchises in the NFL. You are a professional player making a lot of money. People out there would love to be in your shoes. It took a guy to come in and say you have this guy's going to take your job to push you to quote-unquote, be the best ever that they have seen in practice. It took a guy like that to bring you in. That's where I get a little irritated. As a competitor in sports, you need to be competitive 24-7. Peyton Manning was competitive 24-7. He made sure that nobody was going to take his job unless an injury happened, which unfortunately it did, and then he came back. Tom Brady, same way. Once he got the job, he was not going to let go. Guys like that were competitive and did what they could, everything they could, and then some. So Mitch Trubitsky, it took Nick Foles to come in to make you competitive. It took Nick Foles and the coaches and the office to say, this guy's coming in to compete to take your job. Now, good, you're competitive. You're doing what you can. You look great finally after a few years okay yeah am I being a little critical yes I am because what took why did it take that for them to see this were, were you just did you just get to that next level now because you went through with the season like we did last year okay but from the outside looking at, it just looks like Nick Foles is the reason why you apparently are this good now all of a sudden or you're doing this great so you know I don't know Mitch Kubinski starting fine you know, I, I'm not 100% thrilled on it. But again, you know, I, I'm i cringing right now, have you know, doing this because I don't want to talk bad about them. They're way better than me. The coaches know way more than I do and everything else. But I'm talking from the coaching side of me and the fan side of me of, you know, you got to see it through our eyes, guys. Anybody that's Chicago Bears fan knows what I'm talking about from the outside looking in. We kind of wanted Nick Foles to start because he's got the Super Bowl ring. He's got the experience. He can lead. That's the other thing with Trubisky. Is he going to lead? All, apparently all of a sudden he is. And so from the outside looking in from my eyes, it was Nick Foles doing this. It's him pushing him, which is great. You know, if that's what it took to push you, great. But I just think that Tom Brady wouldn't let, you know, Tom Brady didn't need that. They were in Peyton Manning and, you know, they didn't need that. Uh, they were so motivated. They didn't need someone to come in. Someone come in. They, even without them saying, this guy's going to compete for your job, they knew every day that they could lose it because the NFL. stands for not for long. And they made sure that didn't happen. So um, the defense I think will be okay. It's going to be the, your similar Bears defense. You know, Cleo Maxwell, leading them. Uh, you know, I know a couple guys have opted out. They had to replace some corners. But their defense still be good. Your defensive line is still good. They had a lot of injuries on that defensive line and stuff. But if they stay healthy, I think they'll be okay it's the offense that it's always had a problem. You know, uh they they got a lot of good running backs. Their offensive line looks healthy. I just don't know if they're going to sustain it. The receivers are a problem, but you know, at this end of the day, I know Mag Maggie's given up his play calling, but if they can really distribute the ball and not just focus on the run game or not just, you know, focus on one guy, try to spread the ball around with quick screens, jet motions, you know, you know, RPO stuff a little bit. Get Mitch Trubisky to run a little bit. And I think they might. I think they might get him to run a little more to get some confidence in him, get outside the pocket. And I'm not this this next part's gonna sound kind of mean to me. A lot of guys don't like don't like to run their quarterback in the NFL because of them getting hurt. But if you have Nick Foles sitting back there, I'm not saying you want Mitch Trubisky to get hurt. I don't want Mitch to get hurt. I'm not saying that. But do you risk it a little more to run him because you know you have Nick Foles sitting back there? Maybe. But maybe that turns into something good. Maybe it, it gets some mojo flowing, you know. Um, you know, looking at their Bears uh, schedule this year. And I and like I said, I don't know if it's going to stop because of uh, COVID or anything. I don't know. Um, they played this Sunday, September 13th at Detroit. Um, I can see them losing to the Detroit because Detroit, you know, sometimes does have the Bears number. Uh, but I, I can see them. I think they're going to go in and win, you know. I uh, know. Matthew Stafford was injured last year. He didn't play. Uh, there's just something going on in Detroit. Um, I think they could win that and then, you know, start off on the right foot. Um, then they go to New York, or New York comes to Chicago. I think they beat New York. Um, they have a young quarterback as well. Uh, it's just they have to stop the run game, but the Bears are so good at stopping the run game. I think they're going to be motivated. Um, Atlanta's hit or miss. You know, that's a toss-up. Indianapolis, you know, with Philip Rivers. I, I I don't know. I think that's a tough game that you, it's gonna be very tough. But I think, you know, if like I said, this is just going by if Mitch Trubisky is as motivated and doing as well as they say they are, they could win. Then there's Tampa Bay that, you know, we could talk about one day. And maybe I'll ask a coach about it. I think Tampa Bay's offense would do go with Tom Brady. Um I don't know if the Bears will be able to beat them. Then the big one, you know, Carolina Panthers, how could you not sign Teddy Bridgewater. What's going to happen there? Los Angeles is a toss-up. I don't know if we can beat them. New Orleans, I don't know if we can beat them. Tennessee, if we can slow down the run game, we beat them. Minnesota, they're predicting Minnesota to win the AFC North. Uh, But again, we play, you know, the, the defense plays pretty really well against Minnesota. We can beat them. And then, believe it or not, guys, look at the schedule. If I'm looking at the right one, please someone tell me. We don't play Green Bay until November 29th. That's a long ways away to play Green Bay. Green Bay, I don't know; they they may not be that great this year. Then we got, and then starts all over again. We got to play Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Green Bay again. You're, I see anywhere from a seven win season up to a ten, eleven game season. Uh, it, it all comes down on is the defense going to stay healthy, and is our quarterback play and offensive play going to be consistent? I'm not saying every time you get the ball, it's you know a touchdown but you gotta you gotta get just don't go three and out you know get back to what we were doing 2018 get the unique play calling get some shifts get some unique um formations Trubisky needs some confidence um but at the end of the day it comes down to that as a Bears fan we've gone through this all the time it's it's you know same stuff different year. um I could go on and on. This could be a two-hour-long episode. But I wanted to get this quick one out there with the football starting. I mean, I don't know if you guys are listening to this after um, the NFL starts tonight. Um, You know, I'm going to get a post before the Bears game on Sunday. Um, But again, I'm really glad we're getting some football back. It's getting back to some normalcy. It allows us to sit there for two hours or so and just kind of escape what's going on, not to ignore what's going on or, you know, forget it. Just for that two hours, we can sit there and look at the game, get our mind off of it. It helps with the stress. Um, It's going to be different. Um, You know, I hope Mitch Trubisky somewhere out there hears me and proves me wrong. I hope he could say, hey, because of Coach Steve, I'm proving everybody wrong and we're going to the NFC Championship game. Great, I hope so. Um, The Bears fans need it. Chicago needs it. I think that we need a good football season. You got the Cubs and the White Sox doing well. Um, I know the Blackhawks did well until the playoff, in the playoffs, um, so the Bears, you kind of have to step up. Um, Bulls have been a disappointment. That's a whole another subject, but, you know, looking at the schedule, you know, like I said, it could be anywhere from a 7 win to an 11 win, somewhere in there, and an 11 win is because we get back to what 2018 was, not 2019, um, you know, and again, I hope that Mitch Trubisky stays motivated. Um, if not, Nick Foles, you're gonna have to step in and do your Philadelphia magic one more time. If you do it just if he comes in and just does it one more time, I'll be the biggest Nick Foles fan of all time. Um, but yeah, that was just my little quick episode on Chicago Bears. Um, again, anybody out there listening, I appreciate you. Um, trying to get a lot more interviews. There's you know some that I've already recorded and I'm waiting to publish. Um, guys, again, if you guys want to come on here and talk NFL football, college football, a certain team, certain player, um, NBA. You guys want to talk about anything like that, um, get a hold of me. We'll, we'll make it happen. Um, this is cheap therapy. I thought about starting to charge people, but I'm not going to. Um, cheap therapy. Um, you guys ever want to you try to get to a YouTube game as well? You guys want to present something? Like I said at the beginning, go ahead. We can make it happen. Um, don't be afraid to reach out. We can always talk ball, any type of ball, even track and field. Maybe you guys can teach me some strength and conditioning stuff. Well, you know, that's what we're all here for. Um so everybody out there, please stay safe wash your hands, wear your mask so we can get back to some normalcy please sit back and relax try to enjoy some football tonight enjoy some football on Saturday enjoy football on sunday we're slowly getting back to some normalcy I'm thinking we're gonna- we're gonna beat this thing pretty soon I hope um guys out there playing high school football good luck guys out there are waiting. We are gonna to have to sit here and wait a little longer if you need some this is what this here for you need to talk about it I'm here for you. So everybody that listened, I appreciate you, thank you, and I'll see you on the next episode.